Welcome to Spike Off the Water, hosted by me, Shane. They call me Spike on the Water. Our podcast is all about boating, boaters, boating environments, and everybody that's on the water. We love it, and we want to share it all with you. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into a new adventure on the water. Greg Sonic. Green Tech rules. <laughs> I haven't seen you in years, eh? Where, where were you last working on the water? Like, where are you now? Right now, I'm not doing anything. Okay. What was the last spot, though? All right. Fishery Yachts, Rob Hopkins and I had that going up until just this past fall. Yeah. And he got an offer from Maple Leaf to run their sales department. So, you know, he was White Heritage, Beacon Bay. Oh, yeah. Pretty big operation, eh? So, and I didn't want to be under the corporate umbrella anymore. I did it with pride. I did it with trades. True. True. It sucks. It sucks. No, I worked for the city of Mississauga, right? When I first got out of Marine Tech there, I had Credit Village and Kelly Flood was at uh, Promenade. I had Credit Village and I only lasted a year. Like, I couldn't stand it. It made me nuts that they were just so stuffy, so processed. Like, it wasn't even process oriented. It was just like 10 extra processes for a very simple task, like changing a bloody light bulb was like, Gotta ask permission, man. Like, freak yeah. me right out. Go to, gotta go get an electrician to change a light bulb. Dude. You know, call your union members and all the rest oh, of that. Oh, it was right? bananas, right? Working for the city. So, yeah, I stepped out, went out on my own, and, you know, this is what I've been doing consistently since about 2003. And, you know, I grew it a little bit. This is our fifth year at the show, and, you know, uh, third, second or third year on the expert stage. I can't even remember now. But uh, I've got to go up there at 4.30 and just tell people how we beautify boats. And it's, you know, I've been doing it long enough. Like, you know what I know about boats from going to the program. But coming out, it was just like, I got to find something duplicatable, right? I got to find something easy that I can push forward to more young people to, you know, get them interested in working on boats, you know? And detailing was the easy way to go. So it's, it's high level detail. And like, we're the big show in the province there, probably the most expensive in the province, but we're taking care of the biggest boats as well. Doing the insurance jobs, the raccoon boats, the sunken boats, the burnt boats. Like I'm, I'm the first responder to most of the disaster boats. You know, after they're brought back up. I don't do salvage anymore. I used to do that with Towboat Canada back in the day, but now it's just detailing. You know, I refer a lot of people to different jobs, but you know, so it keeps me busy. It keeps me on the water. There's very few of us left. You know. I see Kelly. He's in Hamilton. Mike Sinek is around somewhere. Yeah, he always works the show. He's yeah. PCYC still, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Jill, you saw Jill Dag? No, is she here? Jill Dag's here. Where is she? She's just down the, straight down this aisle. Uh, I forget which organization she's with. Um, she's back in the biz. She was at the Boating Ontario conference this year. You know? Yes. Yeah, she's with Boating Ontario. I th think she helps out. No, she was with one of the magazines there. Um, you gotta, gotta track her down. I, I, it's not at the top of my head. I say look on LinkedIn or whatever. But, um, you know, one of the goals for our podcast is actually to get stories out, you know? What got you interested in boats? Like, what is your earliest boating memory? 
Craig, go. What's your earliest? That's Peterborough. Oh. <laughs> okay. But you were out there while it was going down or what? Uh, it didn't go completely down. It was just, you know, waves were coming over and it was filling up. And if we didn't get off that beach, we were going to be screwed. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's my earliest memory. How old are you? Yeah. yeah. There was. Oh. The cats used to, you know, scoot up underneath the, the cover for the boat, so sleep in the boat on our driveway. And then the boat disappeared one day, and he never told me why or where it went. Okay. Hey, you were boatless for a bit. Have you ever been boatless in your life since then? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? But I'm always driving boats anyway. So you know, okay. uh, I used to stay great, so you just used to walk down the dock and go on the same Yeah. So, That's what I thought, right? Makes sense. Easy. I spend more time on million-dollar yachts than these millionaires ever do. Yeah. You know, they'll see their boats once or twice a year. I'm on their boats every week, taking a selfie. Yeah. Real life. You know, I got my bucket and brush. I'm not flexing with a bunch of bikini models or anything like that. But I'm on the boat. I'm on the water. That's what we do this thing for, right? Yeah. It's just to be out there, isn't it? I like the challenge. Like, you know, I run a few boats down to Florida and Delaware and New York and all that kind of good stuff. And I love getting out there and seeing what, seeing what the whole technology actually does behind these things. You know, like what, uh, uh, you know, what the, the positives, negatives, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I can't stand the, the voting magazines and TV shows. They're all biased and paid for by the, uh, by the manufacturers and dealers. Yeah. And I just cringe when I launch some of those. Yeah. I've been very fortunate. I've traveled all around North America testing all the major manufacturers of those. Yeah. Those guys are just bloody bands. Dude, I, I, I'm so frustrated with some of the designs of boats. Like, they, they don't really consider what it takes to maintain it, right? They Beautiful floating patio. That's what they want to put out with, you know, a bunch of storage options, but not so much drainage, right? Not so much, um, like, clearances sometimes. You know, walking a gangway or even, you know, through a companionway to, like, you know... A head that has a toilet too close to the seat. I, I am a guy that's cleaning. I'm trying to reach around corners. I'm trying to get places up and down. And you know, a grab rail's not in the right place, or it's cut off because it looked better in three pieces than one. And you're like, what the hell would you do that for, man? Like that doesn't make no good sense. Boats are supposed to be safe, navigable, like transportation devices, not patios, right? Like I couldn't agree more. I think the biggest issue that I have in this industry. Had all these wonderful designs for decades and decades, like close to 100 years. When you walk around this show, you know, you've got every Tom, Dick, and Harry salesman sitting there saying, This is the latest and greatest. Well, you know what? It wasn't found that invented this step called Dipper had it back in the 20s. So, you know, and then it, all it is is just, it's just recycled crap. 
I just got that story not like two minutes before you showed up. Oh yeah. Yeah. First step tall ever. Da 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 da. I'm like, okay, but it wasn't Ditchburn. Ditchburn had it back in 1927 or 28, but like in essence, Chris Craft had actually built one before that. Well, planes were used and that kind of technology beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes they don't recognize. They got some marine techers running around, and we've done our studying, and we've been through a lot more history of boating that they could shake a stick at you know but I, i'm just the guy that cleans the boat you know what i mean and I, i'm happy to I, i'm happy to service right i'm happy to you know send you my invoice for the services i do provide but having a conversation chatting boat at any given time of day about any reason you got to talk about your boat i'm happy to have that conversation because it's in me man it's in me i i i, I talk boat you know City kid, like getting her done. Anyway, the marine industry is like herpes. You're never gonna get rid of it. That's true, eh? <laughs> so next question we we have for you is, if you were gonna get somebody to replace you, like take take your take your experience delivering boats, right? Being a captain, able to cross borders and get a million dollar yacht from here to there, right? How does a kid become you? How, what's a kid's entry point? If you think about a kid wanting to be invited or impressed or, you know, shown the way. Right. What do you think is the best way to show a kid to join the recreational boating business? Uh, well, we need more boating programs out there, more college facilities, you know, like people really try to promote our industry a lot better than what it is today. It's unfortunate that the program that you and I went through is no longer available. In the world to begin with. Yeah. yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, like just starting on the gas dock is still a good thing. Yeah. Know, get down to the water and get to work, eh? Working up through the ranks, you get to see when you're working that gas dock, you know, like pumping shit, doing all those crappy jobs. Yeah. Um, you get to see these nice, big, beautiful boats that are coming in, and you get to talk to the boats that are on the boats, enjoying the boats, and I think that's probably, you know, just jumping in and being a mechanic, you really don't get to experience it. You need to experience. The, the, the community, Absolutely. right? Find a way to enter the community of the boating lifestyle. And, you know, a lot of people suggested joining a sailing school, you know, going, going to camp boating or, you know, finding a, a, a low price project boat yep. to get started on and, and start doing the research, right? Like there, there's, for every project out there, there's a YouTube video that could get you that next step forward or provide you with a contact that could lead you through it. And like all of us, we want to chat boat. We want to give you some advice or we want you to pay us a bunch of money to do it for you, right? right? Yes. But the real entry is, you know, getting down to the water, getting involved in the community, like Absolutely. knowing it's it's not exclusive. It's not a high bar of entry, yep. right? We're not all millionaires out here. Farthest thing freaking from it. We're just in love with an environment. We're yep. in love with a lifestyle. We're in love with the ability to go where most people don't go. That's right. But we really want more people to come along with us. Uh, we do, and you know, like, I, one of the things that, you know, even though I get to run boats that are worth millions of dollars and all that stuff, the most fun I have is actually on the small little front of boats and, and bow riders, you know, like I've got young kids getting out there camping on these things. They've been spoiled running 54s, 57s, 60s, all that stuff. But yeah. We have more fun, like, just to the cheap little, Runabout, get you out. Yep. Yeah. Captain doesn't have to cost a million dollars. You know, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars a day on fuel. Yep. 
just need to get out there and support them. Right. Well, I'm lucky enough that I saved up my nickels and I got my first boat there four years ago. What'd you get? I got a 22-foot air solid. What's that? Air solid. They're built out of Montreal. It's a rib. Right? It's a rib. Big tube on it. Like the cop oh, really? boats, eh? Yeah, yeah. So that way I get to use it to raft up to other boats. Right. 22-footer, right? I got a full-length rib with like 28-inch tubes. Yeah. I can stand on that. I can polish boats up to 75 feet. Yeah, in water hull polishing, like it's gangster boat, 115 four stroke on the back, Suzuki. I crossed the lake in 45 minutes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Over to St. Catharines, yep. Yeah. I do all Neptunus yachts, eh? Good for you, that's a very nice boat. They are a beautiful boat, yeah, and they're they're engineered well too, you know. I've, I've yeah. toured a lot and their schematics are very old school, and you know, I try, I'm trying to convert the, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about that on the podcast. Maybe you should. Maybe we're going to get AR into boat manufacturing. Augmented reality? Oh, yeah. We want to enable the community of boat manufacturers to demo their boats in augmented reality. Okay? It's an interesting idea, which is totally possible. If you've ever seen Pokemon Go and all these little crazy characters and animations that they're able to produce and very high clear crisp HD imagery through their phone like that it's right in front of them I've seen cars I've seen menus I've seen ships in AR where you're actually able to place it in in the environment through your phone and I want to start mapping boats and yachts right from the manufacturer and make it customizable before it goes to the factory I don't want to wait for a salesman to tell me what I want Right? I want that option to be available to all these people passing by right now to get whatever they want on their boat within proper specs because the, the engineering has to be within certain parameters. We understand how hydrodynamics are sorted out as you make adjustments in material and cabinetry and furniture and, and you know, any kind of like machine, generator, engine, you want to upgrade, change, all those factors are put into the AI that says, okay, this is possible, this is not, here are your options, here or not. And let people work with their own boats in real space, in real time, in augmented reality. I'm looking for people to work with me on this project. It's a bit far ahead for me that doesn't have $10 million to develop the technology, but there are enough manufacturers out there that do and would have a vested interest in supporting this idea and turning it into reality so we can actually get more customized boats out on the water, right? I think a lot of uh, manufacturers are gonna put up a fight for that because that, that means that they're gonna have to carry more inventory and all the rest of that stuff. Like let's just say somebody wants a Western heat generator and another guy wants an O-Name. Or uh, you know, one guy wants the stringers built out of solid fiberglass and the other guy wants a port hull with wood stringers. It could be a bit of a headache just because of... Well, think about how AI works, right? It's all based off a data set. Right. And every option will have logistic possibilities and impossibilities. Right. So as you're constructing your yacht, you're shifting the timeline in real time. It's not some sales guy trying to convince you that your option is probably a bad idea if you want to see the boat this year. Right? And you've heard this done. Oh, you want this done and that done and this done? Well, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, the other problem that you get into would be that if you don't have like 
a qualified professional there guiding you through, the customer can make some horrible mistakes. Yeah. You know, I see that happen all the time with guys, you know, they, they bought a 40-foot boat and they think that they can put one of these big tenders on the back and, you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory and meanwhile the boat rides like this down the down Oh, yeah. You know, the guy that's selling you the tender doesn't want to tell you that that's going to happen. The guy selling you the boat doesn't want to tell you that's going to happen. But yeah. meanwhile, you're stuck with this $20,000 bill yeah. and a boat that doesn't work for him. So well, that would be the only thing that I would say that, you know, without having that, that professional there to help guide you through, could be a little bit of a hit. So have you, you know who the Yang Gang is? No. A Andrew Yang? He's running for president down in the United States there, Chinaman. Oh, no, I haven't seen Oh, yeah, he's smart, man. Awesome dude, awesome dude. But uh, his biggest concern about America is that artificial intelligence is taking away jobs from regular Americans. Right. And we need to start adjusting our thinking, right? The fourth industrial era is upon us where it's, yeah, machines are going to do a lot of what we do right now. Right? Robots are going to serve a lot of the people that people used to serve right now. But all of the data of their interactions and their choices and their directions and their decisions are accumulated data that very, very large data companies like the Googles, the Facebooks, the Amazons are controlling are actually calculating, predicting and driving customer behavior like it's never been done before. You agree with me? So why can't we apply that data to boating? Fucking right we can, brother. And that's what I'm up to. You know? That's on that's on the ten year strategy. I, I got a few things leading up to that. I gotta buff a couple boats this spring. Yeah. But it's a big think about how we actually accumulate data in marine service, how we actually accumulate data in the um, availability of human resources in our industry, right? How apprenticeship is done. I'm changing that conversation right now with an app that I've developed for apprenticeship, getting people to actually take responsibility for all the tasks that they're performing on the boat. Right. That, that information from the crew is for the captain, to the captain, for the boat, and creating a digital service log. Accumulate the data, accumulate the work, accumulate the changes, accumulate the parts. All of this data accumulates to be an AI engine to say, what's next for boating? Where do we need people? Where do we need to push the money to make sure that we have people to serve an industry that is obscenely underserved today? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's bizarre how many boats need work and don't have anybody to do the work, isn't it? brother but I tell you if you go to ask um, say somebody on the the North Shore of the Northern Channel uh, where to get a diesel mechanic who, do, who are they gonna call true enough actually I'm working on something like that right now who do you think you go to get a diesel mechanic in Outer Harbor Marina Toronto Are those same names available in Oakville? Yes. 
That's positive. Yes. Are those same names available in Owen Sound? Yes. It's getting better, right? Now. Are those same names available in print? Yes. Are those same names available in, uh, uh, say, northern end of Manitoulin Island? Yes, they are. So what's going to happen is all the diesel service that is happening on the water with agreement to use our app becomes the driving force to ensure that any diesel service that's going to come up, any supply for diesel engines that's going to be required, any um, new diesel technology is going to be marketed to can be done quickly and efficiently instead of waiting to discover it somehow, some way, you know? Exactly. But then when you get into finer technologies like hydraulics guys, right? They're not everywhere. Systems guys, they're not everywhere, right? Custom audio, video, hey, those guys are everywhere in automotive. Put them on a boat, you know what? They might cross a wire or two that shouldn't be crossed, eh? It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, getting people from that 12 to 24 pack or that 48 pack, what are they going to do right and wrong and whoops, maybe? Yeah. But there are masters of it. Of course there is, yeah. And if you're going to look at a boat, maybe you check it on the app and see if a master is willing to share his lesson with you and you can start to accumulate skills, practices, processes completed that makes you an actual master of those tasks and those applications. That's what we're building right now. That's what we're delivering this spring from Spike on the Water. The boat cleaning guy. Marine tech rules. But I'm saying though, there's a lot that's happening and there's a lot that's not happening. There's it, The industry is Swiss cheese. There's a lot, a lot of coverage. There's a lot of non-coverage. There's a lot of transferable skills from other classes of trades that could apply to boating, like cabinetry, right? Yep. A lot of these people don't know what wood to use on a boat, right? Don't know what finishes to use on the exterior wood of a boat, right? Yep. But we can teach them all of that through experienced people utilizing our system to say, hey, I'd like to pass my knowledge forward. Would you agree that's a great idea? I think it's fantastic. You want to work with me on it? Actually, I do. I might have some... uh... Marine Tech Rules! I keep saying that because we took the same program at Georgia College years ago. He's a couple years ahead of me, but like totally different directions, but the same mindset is we want to be on the water every day, being of service every day, getting paid, you know, that, that's a perk. That's an absolute perk is getting paid really well. But my whole idea about being on the water is I'm on the water because I love it, right? I'm in business to be on the water. I'm not on the water to be in business. You know what I mean? It's a major, you know, mindset shift for a lot of the one-off guys, the, you know, Jack does it all, freaking works out of the back of his truck that you really don't want on your boat, but he's the only guy that says he'll do it, so you pay the guy, right? They don't last that long, but there's enough of them that can be developed. They can be converted because they keep showing up and it's it's not 100% because of the money, but there's a lot of cash grabbers that show up that need to be squeezed out if they don't follow the processes, if they're not taking responsibility for their work, if they're not taking that 
whole transactional mindset and turning into relationships. Right? That's what we're after, brother. Good gear? Yeah, bye. Thanks for being on the podcast, Craig. Uh, no problem. Slice of life seeing you. Right, I gotta, I gotta hit the stage pretty soon. I should probably have something to eat before I do that because I'm fading kind of hard right now. It's, it's uh, good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Spike Off the Water podcast where we chat to boaters about the boating lifestyle. Please follow us online at webeautifyboats.com and subscribe to our newsletter so you can get notification of all the new interviews. We look forward to seeing you all on the water and on our Instagram at Spike on the Water and that we beautify boats. See you on the water.